Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. Jarrett Bailey, Kurt Hamaser with you as always. And as always, it's a busy time around the world of football. Kurt, good to see you, my friend. How are you? Doing great, pal. We are. Uh, I'm, I'm in beautiful Indianapolis right now, working the Final Four coming up here. So, uh, enjoying are. life, enjoying everything going on, and uh, enjoying today's show because you know what? This is a uh, this is a big deal for me. You know, as a big Bills guy myself, happy, happy, happy to announce and uh, welcome our our new friend Isaiah McKenzie to the show. Isaiah, welcome. How are you, my friend? Doing well, man. Appreciate y'all for having me on this, you know, beautiful show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely, I appreciate it. Fresh off, fresh off the new deal, uh, coming back to Buffalo. Got a new one-year deal coming in here. It doesn't feel good, you know. Now, now you're locked in. Now you're ready to go. I know, you know. You said, you said you, you'd come back to Buffalo for for a bag of candy. So I, I would assume <laughs> you've been uh, waiting for this for this deal to be official now. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, the free. The free agent thing was kind of new to me. Uh, the whole pro- Uh-oh, Uh-oh. Hang on. Technical difficulties going on here. Let's see if we can get that all fixed out and sorted. Oh, we got you oh, back. There there is. And, You're good. Yeah, we got you. Uh, yeah, I was saying the free agent thing is, is, is new to me. It was it was new to me. So I was just, you know, very anxious about where I was going to be at and things like that. But I'm happy I'm back in Buffalo and, you know what I'm saying, I, like I said, like bag of candy thing. You know what I'm saying? I kind of, in a way, in a way, I kind of like meant it was like, if I was getting paid, if we get paid in candy, I wouldn't. Shit, if everybody's getting paid in candy, I wouldn't mind because, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't rather be nowhere else anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because money wouldn't be the problem. You know what I'm saying? Money wouldn't yep. be the issue. Uh, like, because, like, who the hell wants a lot of candy anyway? You know. <laughs> I love it. Well, kind of give me give me the rundown for you know the the dialogue that you had with with Brandon Bean and kind of his pitch to his guys because I mean it was you know a little surprising to me that he was able to keep all of his guys you know you Matt Milano Daryl Williams you name it everybody's coming back. What was his pitch to you guys to say come back let's go on a run here let's let's get that Super Bowl win that we so desperately want. Um. The thing is, he didn't even have to sell us on anything. So, you know, how successful we were these past two years, you know what I'm saying, uh, from 2019 to now, I, well, I would say, actually, well, I wasn't here in 2017 when we got here, when, you know, things started transcending upwards. So I would say when I got here until now, it's it's some, it's some a place to be, you know what I'm saying? We're winning games, you know what I'm saying? We made it to the AFC Championship. We got a we got a lot of good, we got a lot of great talent around like in the building so why not try to finish what we started so Bean didn't even have to say a word he knew it was, that he had the right guys in the locker room and he knew that we wanted to be there so he didn't really have to sell me on anything because I already knew what's there I just you know what I'm saying it, 
of course, you know, when money gets involved, you know, you want money here and there, but I knew the cap was low under these circumstances. So I just got to come back and do it again, which I don't mind doing. But other than that, he didn't have to sell me on anything. I wanted to be back anyway. Take us through this past season because this was arguably the best season that the Buffalo Bills have had in, in quite some time. Um, going into the season, there was a lot of hype around the team. You know, was Josh Allen going to take that next step? Is Buffalo finally going to take control of this division now that, you know, New England kind of took that little step back? You guys more than exceeded expectations. So how was the entire season as a whole for you guys? Just one, seeing the emergence of Josh Allen as an MVP candidate, being on this ride together. Just take us through uh, the entire season as a whole and uh, how it felt for you to be a part of that. Uh-oh, some more technical uh, difficulties more going text. on. <laughs> it's all right. He's, uh, he's driving home right now, so the, the connection is. probably isn't the best. But as we wait here for Isaiah McKenzie, drive safe, please. I, I told him <laughs> that before we got on the show, before we started recording here, because – you know, you just signed that new deal. We, we need you safe, need you ready for this season. But uh, let's see if we can. Uh-oh. Um, this is on-the-fly journalism, ladies and gentlemen. It is. It is. Apologies. <laughs> Apologies for the uh, technical difficulties here. Oh, uh, hold on. We've got – do we have another – oh, wait. Now we've got... There he is. Okay. All right. <laughs> All we're right, good. We're good. Now. All right. Did you hear anything that I just said, Zay? Uh, I, I heard the part where – you said, you know, we, we we surpassed expectations and, and all that. Just and I probably didn't hear the ending. Okay, so what I had asked was, how was it, you know, being a part of this team? Coming into the year, there was a lot of expectation because of the fact that the team yeah. seemed to kind of put together a good unit. New England had kind of taken a small step back in terms of everybody that they had lost. You guys more than exceeded expectations. So take us through, one, how it was during this entire craziness of playing during COVID, but also, you know, exceeding those expectations and going on the absolute roller coaster ride you guys went on to the AFC title game. Um, don't even, it was a fun season. You know what I'm saying? Like, all, like I said, you know, it's, it's no, there's no place I would rather be than there. You know, the, everybody got along. You know, every, we made plays on the field. We got digs. We brought in digs. Digs was a, a big part of what we did and things like that. But, like, you know, the bread is in the pudding. Like, what we put out there on the field, that's what we've been working on for years. You know what I'm saying? For McDermott and Bean to get those to get guys like Bees, Sean Brown, uh, Diggs, Andre Roberts, and bring those guys in, and Josh Norman, like these players, it's like bring those guys in to like just let's take the the next step. You know what I'm saying? They did a good job. You know what I'm saying? They did a great job, and for us to go to the AFC Championship and show that we can, you know, you know, compete with the best of the best, whether that be the Patriots, even though they took a step back, we know they'll be back eventually. Cause you got the Patriots, you got guys like Green Bay, you got like. Tampa and and um, like every team's good, you know what I'm saying. Every week you're gonna have the you know those type of teams, the Rams. It's like we we showed this year that we can play with anybody, and that you can't count us out. And and as a team, we think this we think like that. We we don't want nobody just because they're playing both Buffalo doesn't mean we're gonna back down. I don't know. In years past, when you say hey, you play in Buffalo, it's like ah uh, yeah, it's Buffalo. You know that's just like you know. Like playing the Jets, you know what I'm saying? Like the Jets had a, you know what I'm saying? That's how people treat us like the Jets, like last, like last season. But now they gotta respect us every year from here on out because we're getting better and better. 
So I feel like like plan fair plan for this team and what we did this year just show that you know I'm saying we're not just playing any Buffalo Bills team. We're playing a great Buffalo Bills team and a team that wants to win. Right. And and you know, you talked about kind of the, the additions that Brandon Bede made and uh, the new guys coming in, you know, with Diggs and his his great, you know, everything that he did for the team. Talk to me about this offseason because they add to the wide receiver room with uh, Emmanuel Sanders. You know, you, you lose out on John Brown. I'm sure that's that's that hurts, you know, a good friend and a great teammate. But you bring in Emmanuel Sanders, a guy who has been everywhere in the league, done everything he can. He's got the Super Bowl ring. What I mean, have you talked to him at all, or you know, what are you expecting to to learn from him and to work with him this year? Because he, he's a he's a true pros pro. He is. Um, so I was with him in Denver before I got the Buffalo. Okay. So I, I, I was I was around him. I got to pick his brain. Like, but no knock on John Brown. John Brown's a great player. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? Like unfortunately, we we let him go and things like that. Which is like it happens. It's a business. You know, you, you mm-hmm. can't be mad at nobody for it. But bringing in E, you know what I'm saying? He, he's a dog, you know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a dog. He gets things done. Like you said, he has a ring. He, know, he knows what it takes to get to the next, to that championship level and win the game. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like him bringing him in, his personality, it meshes well with our receiver our receiver group and as our team as a whole. You know what I'm saying? He's not he's not a selfish guy. No, he does what he needs to do, and he does more. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like bringing him in, it's just gonna make our game better, just like bringing Diggs in. It made our, everybody else's game better. So I feel like bringing him in and him getting into the offense and B smoke. I mean, B's Diggs, um, Gabe, me myself, and all the other guys are gonna. You know, we just gotta up our game because we know we we know what we have in front of us. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us about the man who throws the ball to you, Josh Allen, because obviously he had a ginormous breakout year this past year. It seems that you guys absolutely love playing with him from everything oh, that yeah. is put out on social media and everything but take us through the, the process that got him from you know year one was obviously you know all right his rookie you know we're, we're going to try to work out these kinks year two got a little bit better to year three an mvp candidate how you know what did he do in specific that stood out to you in terms of just taking that next step uh josh listen josh everybody knows josh can run the ball he's phenomenal he's a big guy he runs like he's a uh, a tight end and he makes moves. I love watching him play the game. But for, for Josh, it was just like, you know, every quarterback goes through those rough patches. And I feel like his rookie year, when I got in there in 2018, when I first got there, I think he was hurt. So, I mean, he was still, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, and he was, he didn't have all the guys that he has now. You know what I'm saying? He had me, he had Ke- at the time he had Terrell Brown, he had Kevin Mitchell, he had Zay, Zay Jones. Guys were going in and out. The new guys were here week in, week out. It was just like, you know, he couldn't get a rhythm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that next year, yeah, John Brown, yeah, B, yeah, me, myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Andre, yeah, Andre Roberts come in. And he got some guys that he was getting familiar with, you know, getting getting a groove with guys that have been around the league for a while. So I feel like, you know, just building chemistry with those guys was the first thing. And then the second thing, you know, just him. You know, preparing mentally. You know, knowing coverages, learning the plays more, putting more on his plate, so he can become that great player he was this year. And, you know, he still has. Obviously, everybody has room to grow, and he's still growing. But this year, game round, and he flipped a new switch. And we we love playing with him. You know, everybody. You know, everybody gonna have the rough patches here and there. But I'm like this year, Josh. Josh did his thing, and he's only gonna get better. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you look Absolutely. at uh, my my partner's hat here, you just took him down <laughs> a, a time machine back in time to, to Buffalo Bills yes. receiver. So I'm sure he could have appreciated that. I love it. I love it. But Isaiah, let's let's move on. You know, talk about this coming season here because a lot of a lot of changes. You know, in the league and man, really with the team too. The the team loses Andre Roberts, the the Pro Bowl uh, kick and punt returner here. What's kind of been, or has there been any discussion for you uh, regarding the, the return position? Because, you know, it seems like the Bills are, you know, bringing in some guys here to maybe get some competition going, maybe looking towards the draft. We'll see. But has there been any discussion for you specifically to maybe take over that role that Andre Roberts had? Um, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's an assumption. You know what I'm like, that's, that's what, you know, the world thinks. And that's what the organization, they, they, they want. I'm saying they want a good return, and I feel like I'm a good returner. And I and I don't get me wrong, I want that job, and that's my mm-hmm. plan. I'm planning on being the start starting returner in 2021, the key returner and the punt returner. That's, I want that job, and I'm gonna make it my job. So I'm gonna go in there, and I know they bring guys to compete. But since I've been in Buffalo, I've been competing for the last two years. You know what I'm saying whether it's they brought in John Brown, they brought in John Brown, Cole Beasley, Andre Roberts. And it kind of left me out to dry. Like, where where's Isaiah gonna be? And I found a way. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 not the guy that's gonna say, "You bring these guys in, you sign me to be a returner, but I gotta compete." I'm not worried about it. You know, I I understand. I've been competing for these last two years, and I'm gonna keep competing because I'm a competitor. But I want mm-hmm. jobs. I want the poor return job. I want to get return job. And I still want my role offense. You know, and that's what I want. <laughs> Absolutely. And I still, Absolutely. And I want to make. I want to make it. A lot of plays in order for me to make a lot of plays. I don't mind doing that. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you, you got the resume for it. In Denver, you did some returning there. Last year, you, you had the punt return with the new Buffalo Bills punter, Matt Hawk. And yeah, I saw you were working out with him. Uh, did you talk any trash to him saying, you know, I, I kind of put you in a blender there and took it to the house? <laughs> uh, the first day we worked out, which was uh, last week, um, it was, I think it was last week. Tuesday or Wednesday, and we were, I was talking a little smack to him, but I'm not going to talk too much smack. I'm not going to talk too much smack until we get into practice. But um, no, we, we work out. We work out together every morning at 8:30 on Monday, and Thursday, and we, he punts to me. We get like I would say we get like a probably. Oh no. Oh, no. oh, we were doing so well. We were. we were doing so well with the technical difficulties, but we it were. seems like we're back uh, back at square one here. He was just – I love it. I don't oh, – um, oh, hang on. We got you, Isaiah? <laughs> oh. Again, dri- driving in the car, probably not the best connection, but uh, hang on. I-, I hear him. I don't know I if hear, you can hear, hear us, though. Yeah, that's- <laughs> uh, you got me? You got me? Uh, hey, we, uh, hear we hear you. you. Can't see you, but we can hear you. So if we can hear you, we're all good. Oh, oh, man. There we go. All right, cool. No, it's, sorry. I'm going in and out of things. I'm driving. No, but, you're good. Um, but, yeah, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, Matt, Matt Hawk, working out with him oh, yeah, uh, this yeah. offseason. Yeah, yeah. So we really got to get up like 150 balls in every three days. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we, it's, we you know, we got here. And, um... Like the other guys that are, you know, competing with me as well, they can come out. I ask them to come out, things like that. It's not that they can't. Okay. It's probably they're probably working out at that time and things like that. But I mean, I want I want the best for my competitors as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
How do you feel about the new 17-game season? Obviously, there's been a few guys voicing their pleasure with that. How do you sit with it? Um, hey, to be honest, it ain't nothing we can do. You know what I'm saying? We signed the CBA. We did all these things. It's like, it's, it's really nothing to say. You know what I'm saying? I don't, like, I don't really have a voice in, in, in that in that department. Well, I do, but at the same time, it's like we we kind of put that on, on ourselves. 17 games, okay, we got to play it. Whatever happens, happens. But it's not really we can say about it. We just got to go play it now. It's not like we're going to boycott 17, 17 games. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Isaiah, before before we let you go, I know you're driving, so we want you to get home safe here. But we, we, saw, some, uh, we saw some trickery uh, from Brian Dable and, and the offense last year including you throwing a touchdown pass. You have a 100% completion percentage for your career, one touchdown. Are we ever going to see you throw the ball again, or are you just going to, you're just going to keep it at that, keep that, the perfect percentage, and uh, we'll, see it, we'll see it at the end of your career? But uh, that, that was fun. It, it, I mean, I would assume for you it's fun to mix it up, you know, not just be the guy to catch the ball, but to also throw the ball too. Um. I hope, you know, David was coming up with plays, uh, you know, had me throw the ball a little bit more. Actually, just put me in the gun because I got the arm. Go. <laughs> so, but um, no, I got to throw that pass because he saw me throwing passes during the week because I was, you know, obviously I was Colin Murray uh, during right. the week and things like that. But um, uh, they saw me throw the ball. It's like, hey, you can throw. And um, usually how David does it because he don't know who can throw. In 2019, he didn't know who can throw and all that and who's going to make the right decisions. So he would give us a phone call. And if you don't pick up that phone call, then you miss your opportunity to throw the ball. <laughs> so yeah, I think one time he did call me last year, and I had picked, I was probably playing Call of Duty or something, and <laughs> I didn't. I missed the phone call. And John passed, and I think it was against uh, 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 the Texans. Yeah, the Texans in 2019. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, I could have been mine. But <laughs> – it is what it is, but um, it is. I hopefully you know I get to some passes, you know what I'm saying? Get some little trickier in there, because I mean, now that we're all back together, he knows what the guys he has and things like that, so he knows he can throw some things, throw some wrenches in there. This should be fun. <laughs> this year, this year should be fun. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Isaiah, mate, we appreciate the hell out of you coming on here. Just do me one favor throughout the year. Just take it easy on Pittsburgh when the time <laughs> comes because uh, I'm not trying to, to read Don't listen to him. the past two years, all right? Don't listen, listen to him. Yeah, listen, I ain't going to lie. Pittsburgh is pretty tough. Like, I remember yeah. in, two, in 2019, we went over there. It was cold. It was windy. I'm like, bro, yeah. this is the hardest. And that game, that game, like, like I would come in. Just, I don't think I got to just sweep that game, but I would come in jet motion and I would basically yeah. be like the fullback. So I was blocking, blocking like TJ Watt, <laughs> Joe Hayden. I was blocking like the uh, Edmonds. Like I was a fullback. I'm like, yo, this, this is like. That's, hey, any, any way you. Any way you can get into the game, we'll, we'll we'll stick you in at fullback. We'll stick you in at quarterback. Hey, you even have some cornerback uh, experience when I guess yeah, the Jets right. week seventeen. So <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, little dirty, is the man of all traits. He can do anything on the field. I love it. Yeah, yes. Uh, listen, whatever they need me, I, I can be there. You know I love it. Except love the it. left. Left tackle position. I can't really do that. <laughs> that, that's all Dion. Leave, leave that for him. But Isaiah, we, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate you. We'll definitely try to get you on later in the season. Get home safe and have a great season next year. I appreciate, appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, fam. All right, man. Thank you. Uh, 
Isaiah McKenzie, I love it. We appreciate him coming on the show. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulties. You know, he's, he was driving, probably going through some tunnels or something. I don't know. But as long as he gets home safe, that was uh, was awesome. Always good to talk to my Buffalo Bills. I love it. Yeah, I know. I'm sure that you were pretty excited about that. So uh, Yeah, I mean, big, big re-signing for him to come back. I mean, he was... Maybe not the forgotten man, but, you know, you, you got Stephon Diggs, you got Cole Beasley, you got John Brown. I mean, it, even Gabe Davis, the great rookie that was coming in, he, he might have been the forgotten man, but he had, you know, five touchdowns. He even threw a touchdown last year. He's uh, he's an important piece of this offense. So I'm, I'm glad, very, very happy that he's coming back for another year. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to watch Buffalo again. I mean, they pretty much, you know, going into this offseason, it was like, all right, you know, are they going to be able to bring back Milano? Are they going to be able to bring back some offensive linemen? They mm-hmm. seem to, you know, really do all that. And uh, now we'll see what happens come draft time whenever, yep. uh, you know, whenever they're on the clock. Yes, sir. Uh, we are, the draft is fast, this fast approaching, my friend. Days, uh, my friend. Oh, my God, that's right. It is April. Yeah, we got we got the draft this month. Hopefully we're going to, we were discussing, maybe we'll uh, might be able to get down there and do some work in Cleveland this year because it's close to both of us. Yeah, that would be very nice. I mean, regardless, I would like to go, even if we're yes. not. If we don't get creds, I would still yes. like to like to go. But hey, speaking of draft, we um we have a huge, huge, huge uh, draft trade to talk about here because just completely shook the whole whole makeup of the first round, really for the next three years. Because the Miami Dolphins are absolutely loaded on draft picks. They oh, move gosh. back, then they move up, and the San Francisco 49ers are getting their quarterback of the future, most likely at pick number three. That they are. Hold on. Before we get into this, your your girlfriend wanted to say hello. Hello. Hi. So thank hi, you. Katie. Thank you for joining it. We we appreciate the support. <laughs> <laughs> Always appreciate the support. All right. But yes, yes, there was a big draft trade that we haven't talked about yet. And um, you know, we've been talking about who's gonna move up for the last couple months, and I've been pounding the table saying it's probably gonna be San Francisco. And lo and behold, I did I'm going to really just kiss my own ass here for a minute. But uh, I did my mock draft stream, and I had San Francisco trading up. And then what do you say? A week later, San Francisco trades up to three. And um, no, this is great for both teams because you look at San Francisco, I think it's pretty evident that Kyle Shanahan, they didn't trade up for a left tackle, guys. They're trading up to get a quarterback. You don't give up that draft capital. Mm -hmm. You don't move up to three to just get a depth visit. It's going to be a quarterback. Now, what that means for Jimmy Garoppolo going forward can mean a few things. You know, he could still be the starter for this year, and it'd be a similar situation to an Alex Smith where, you know, they draft Patrick Mahomes, they redshirt him, and then, uh, you know, trade away Alex Smith. And actually, it could be very similar with that. They could still have him as the starter and then trade him before the trade deadline, or they can just move him all together before the season even starts. So there's a lot of different things that can happen. I just think that's pretty evident Jimmy Garoppolo is not the guy in San Francisco. To me, it just... For for a team to give up that much draft capital and to move up to make a blockbuster move, you're not trading up that much to get Mac Jones. I, nobody can convince me that that's going to be the move. If it happens, call me wrong. I don't know. I just I can't see it happening. I no. I, I know how you feel. I know how you, you feel know about how Mac I Jones. Feel. And I might not be as as down on Mac Jones as you are, but. He's not worth a third overall pick. He's really not. And, you know, whether whether the Jets decide to go with Zach Wilson, maybe the 49ers know something that we don't. And if maybe the Jets stick with, with Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson's there at three and it's the greatest trade in history. I don't know. I just don't. 
it's not Mac Jones. I, it can't be Mac Jones. Please don't let it be Mac Jones. And I don't want to sound like I want Mac Jones to fail because that's arrogant and it's not right. But look, what does he do better than any of the other four? Because Trevor Lawrence is the best overall guy. That's pretty mm-hmm. consensus at this point. Uh, Zach Wilson has the most raw arm talent. And in terms of improvisation, extending the play, I think he's second to none in this draft. Trey Lance is the best dual threat. And then Justin Fields has a little bit of yeah, kind of Trey Lance with, you know, I think a little bit more pocket presence. Yep. So, you know, Justin Fields, we know he can run. Um, he didn't necessarily have to do that a lot at Ohio State, but he showed off at his pro day how fast that he, that, that he is. And mm-hmm. he's got a good arm on him. He's got a strong arm. He's got a stronger arm than Mac Jones does. Now, Mac Jones is accurate, but so is Sam Bradford. And, um, you know, you look at True. just what you just look at um, him overall. He doesn't have a very strong arm. It's a pretty average arm. Um, doesn't have a lot of improv to his game. Very pocket type guy where you, we don't see him move around a lot. Haven't really seen the need to extend the play. So, Which and, five, ten years ago, that might have been okay, and that might have yeah. made him a for sure number one draft or not first round draft pick. And I think he still will be a first round draft pick. Oh, without but a doubt, is, he's not getting it, past. Yeah, probably not falling out of the top yeah. ten, if I but if I'd guess. This is a new new era and the NFL. I mean, you need a quarterback that can run. You need a quarterback that can stand in the pocket. You need a quarterback that can do everything. I mean, look at the top quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, sure, but he's Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers move? <laughs> Not like he used to. Not like he used to. Okay, but... he's, he's 36 <laughs> yes. now. Yes, okay, fair. Josh Allen. I mean, even even a guy like Kyler Murray, maybe not the top quarterback in the league, but, you know, these guys are mobile. They can do two things at once, and I don't see that in Mac Jones. I see that in Justin Fields. I think he could be a nice prospect, and could that be a case where 49ers draft Justin Fields, start Jimmy Garoppolo, and – if Jimmy doesn't work out, then you throw in Justin Fields. I don't know. Um, I think I, I do think that Justin Fields can come in, especially with a roster like the 49ers, and start and succeed. Uh, it just depends. I mean, if you let's say he ends up in, in Carolina, is he going to thrive as soon as he starts in Carolina? I don't know. I, I think he might need some, a little help around him. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I, I, t- I tweeted it out when when this trade went down. I think. I don't think there was a loser in this trade. I think the Eagles made out well. I think Miami made out well. And I think the 49ers did too. You know, they oh. gave up a lot. What? Tell that what? to Eagles fans on Twitter who are ready to burn Howie Roseman at the stake. I don't I don't see a problem with it because you're still, you know, you're still going to get a top, top prospect and a top, unless, you know, if they pull something like a Jalen Rieger, but you're going to get a top level weapon. Maybe they know something that we don't. Maybe they know that Kyle Pitts is going to go fourth overall to the to the Falcons. We don't know. And if the or if the Eagles know that, that's a great move for them. They get an extra draft pick next year. They move back only a few spots. They can still get a top prospect. I don't. I don't think there was a loser in this trade. I really don't. I think that Philadelphia fans just very badly want Kyle Pitts and assume that he's yes. going to be there at six. And now the Dolphins are sitting there at six. And if Kyle Pitts is there at six, the Dolphins are taking him and running away. <laughs> Because that would be, he, he's arguably the best offensive weapon in this draft. I don't think that's. And since his that's, since his pro day, I mean his draft his draft stock has just yeah. skyrocketed, and I, that's why I say I would not be totally surprised if he goes to the Falcons. I wouldn't be totally surprised if he goes to the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Bengals need offensive line help desperately, but hey, if how the can Bengals, you, 
if the Bengals don't take a left tackle, if they don't draft either Rashawn Slater or Penny Sewell, I'm gonna yes, I'm gonna be kind of lost. Now I get that <laughs> Joe Burrow's kind of commissioning for Jamar Chase to be the pick, yes. but you can't throw to Jamar Chase, Joe, if you're running for your life and exactly. getting broken in half again. Now, <laughs> now the Bengals do have the benefit of this being a very deep offensive line class. So if they mm-hmm. wanted to do that, theoretically they could, and they could still get a guy like Alex Leatherwood in the second round, left tackle from yes. Alabama. But I. I it, Joe Burrow needs to be healthy for this to work. And they just drafted T. Higgins last year, who was very underrated. They still have Tyler Boyd, who's been so underrated and had like a solid two really good years back-to-back that no mm-hmm. one's talked about because he plays in Cincinnati. So I think that they're fine. And they can take a receiver again you know, later on in the draft if they want to go you know, third, fourth round maybe. But they need to protect Joe Burrow. And that yes. needs to be their number one priority right now. It's it's not – I know a lot of Bengals fans, a lot of – you know, just football people are saying, look at this, look at this great quarterback that, that we have in Joe Burrow. We need to just hit the ground run and get a, get a great wide receiver. I think they missed the days of AJ green. Yeah. Don't get, don't get teased. Don't get lost in the, the sexy draft pick of somebody like a Kyle Pitts or a Jamar chase go with the smart move because behind the, behind the quarterback position, the offensive line is the most important position group on any NFL team. I mean, if you don't have an offensive line, we see exactly what happens. We see he gets hurt. Then what do you do? I mean, yeah, you have Jamar Chase, but who's going to be your backup quarterback that's going to be thrown to him? If, if Penny Sewell is there, take him and run and do not look back. And that's the thing. It's not going to be a sexy pick if right. that's what they do is how to do. But now, mm-hmm. I will say this. If Kyle Pitts is there at five, <laughs> and you got to make a choice because, look, that would be fun. It would. Be it would. really, it really would. But it's, think, it's tough. It is tough to draft, you know, the skill positions. I mean, look at how many times, you know, a guy like Jerry Judy last year, or a guy like CeeDee Lamb last year, you know, they were great in college. Not saying they weren't great in the NFL, but I don't think they lived up to the, you know, they were supposed to be what Justin Jefferson was. You know, Jerry Judy was supposed to be this, this top prospect, great wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. And he's, he still might be. Kyle Pitts isn't a freak he, he was made in the lab and i think he's going to be very good but i feel like penny sewell is going to come in and be a sure fire almost all pro right away and I, I, it would be hard it would be very hard to back off from that if our friend ryan edwards is watching this he's slapping something in his chair that you're all this jerry judy slander that he will not stand <laughs> i love jerry judy i do but you know like i said he was supposed to be what justin jefferson was well look at what he had at quarterback last year and all the injuries that denver was dealing this is with. fair this you know, is justin very jefferson fair. in terms of all these rookie quarterbacks had the most oh did i lose kurt i found kurt okay i lost you for kurt <laughs> guys i think we lost kurt uh-oh Man, this has just been a day of technical difficulties, hasn't it? Oh, I got him back. Okay. Can you hear me? All right. So I guess Kurt's gone for a minute until he comes back. So I guess I'll carry the show. Um, oh, never mind. I got Kurt back. All right. What happened? Right. I don't know. My, I literally was just talking and my computer went blank and it shut down. So uh, I'm back. Sorry right. about that. I was about to... I was about to carry the show on my back, so good thing that you came back. Anyway, um, what the hell were we even talking about? Jerry Judy, I remember that. Jerry Judy. The conversation. Oh, I was going to say that you look at all these receivers last year. Justin Jefferson was the most successful, but he also had the most quarterback stability out of, you know, Jerry Judy dealt with injuries to Drew Locke and a bunch of other mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Uh, obviously, Dak went down in Dallas. 
So, and then in terms of the, the Raiders pick, it was obviously, he's fast, let's get him. And he was used as the fast guy that ran nine routes. Um, yep. it, it, it hit a few times, but in terms of the best overall receiver, I mean, I don't think Henry Ruggs was the best receiver in that class. But um, I don't, I don't know if uh, I don't know if we're having more technical difficulties. But it sounds like you're in a, a static vortex. I don't know what's going on, but uh, it sounds like you're in <laughs> one too. Great! Wow, we are killing it here at Laces Out. Technical this, difficulties all over the board. This has been a day of uh, really just on the fly stuff. So. Uh, <laughs> You know, you, you roll with the punches here, and uh, you do. But um, yeah, we, so we I, don't edit. We don't. We don't edit anything out. This is we no. Live. This is this is this is live broadcast, everybody. So uh, for those watching on YouTube or on Twitter, you're you're really getting you're getting it raw right now. I could have said that a lot differently. Wow, that that's probably bad. yeah. All right, <laughs> you know, let's just get past it real quick. Um, so yeah, the the whole trade thing that happened with San Francisco and Miami, and now the Eagles as well. If you're the Dolphins, you know, sitting there at six, you're either going to get, if Kyle Pitts is there, one of these top receivers, you know, whether it's Jamar Chase, uh, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, um, they're going to have their their choice of who they want to give to Tua. Unless they go out of left field and they draft a guy like Trey Lance and then move to, wouldn't that be fun? Ooh, I, I don't know. I'm not saying it'd be the right move, but it'd be fun. It, it would be fun to talk about, but are you really going to, give up on Tua just for a, a big question mark in Trey Lance. I don't know. Um, I mean, Tua is still a question mark too, technically, but I think, I think I would roll with him unless you're going to trade him for a guy like Deshaun Watson before all of, let's say none of this stuff going on right now was happening. That's a for sure trade that, that would work out. But um, the thing to remember too with Miami is, yeah, they have all these draft picks. That's great. I mean, you can have this young talent coming in. You can get these top prospects. Miami has has not really killed it in the draft recently. You know, the the three first round picks that they had last year in Tua and Austin Jackson and Noah Igben Ogani. I don't know. It's you know they they've had they have some nice pieces and they have a ton of draft picks, but you need to start hitting on these. They don't mean anything unless you can actually get talent from them and i think they're in a great position at six to get a guy like kyle pitts to get a i think they love one of either one of these these alabama receivers mm. um they just need to hit on it i mean you can you can accumulate all these draft picks and all this talent that you want but if it doesn't pan out it doesn't mean anything yeah and now i will say this i might sound dumb saying it but i would take trey lance over to it right now really? just, oh my goodness man trey lance is so much better. <sighs> Look at how he plays. He's accurate. I mean, I've called him Lamar Jackson with a better arm. The way that he runs, it's a physical style. He's kind of like Josh Allen the way he runs, where he's just not afraid to take hits, which concerns me. But um, yeah. you, you can coach that out of him, hopefully, and uh, show him a lot of RG3 tape and say, you see that? Yeah, don't let that be you. So um, <laughs> I, I love Trey Lance, and I yeah. think if they think he's their guy, they've got enough cap room to kind of eat whatever the dead cap would be into. I don't think it would be that much, but it – I don't know. I, I just it seems like it seems like that would just be a reckless use of your assets. Um, at least, I mean, Tua didn't look great last year, but he didn't have any offensive line. He didn't. Yeah. He was still trying to figure out who he was. He didn't have any weapons to throw to. Before you give up on him and say Ooh, this is a nice mystery box piece in Trey Lance, try to see what you have because Tua was great at Alabama, and uh, you know the injuries aside. He has the talent. Um, just 
depends if you know he can he can carry that on over to the NFL. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. This was probably one of, of many moves. I think last year I don't think we got really too many trades on draft day, but I I feel like there's going to be a, a healthy amount of trades this year. Well, Carolina would like to trade up, but the only problem is that their division rival Atlanta Falcons are sitting at four, <laughs> and the odds of them trading that to them are slim to none. So yeah. that's that's where you know the Falcons got. I saw a tweet. Uh, I know you don't like wrestling, but it made me laugh. It said that uh, the Falcons have the Panthers and the walls of Jericho right now. And if you know what that is, I'll be impressed with you. Nah, you don't. I, I got no clue. Nope, sorry. Damn. All right, we're going to have a wrestling show one day where I just ask Kurt a bunch of wrestling trivia and see what all he knows. And I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to guess what it means. Yeah, it sounds like a great show. Mm-hmm. Followed by our Vampire Diary special, which I've been no, gonna, which not, not till the day I die. Katie, if you're not, watching, back me up on this. Not gonna Slide happen. in the comments and I'll put it up. April Fool's is not happening. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think that the whole thing with with Tua is kind of comes back to the whole thing with Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen, where if you don't impress after year one and there's another guy that, you know, somebody else really likes, then, unfortunately for you, that's just how it is. So, But the thing to, thing to remember with that is this is the organization. This is the the front office. This is the coach that drafted to it. They, they wanted him. They got yeah. him. With, with the Josh Rosen thing, it was you know Cliff Kingsbury coming in and wasn't his guy. He didn't he didn't really want him, and you know he wanted Kyler Murray and he got him. So I think they stick with him. I think it would be maybe the biggest shock of the whole night if if Miami goes with quarterback. But get get yourself a wide receiver. And have Tua just throw him bombs and, and score lots of touchdowns unless it's against the Buffalo Bills. It would be it would be good for us to talk about it. And I would be very happy to to talk about the new Miami Dolphins quarterback Trey Lance. What are, what would they do with Tua after that? Because if you're a team who is in the process of either you need a quarterback or you're very soon gonna need a new quarterback like my Steelers. So if this does happen, I wouldn't be against trading for Tua. I'll add him to my board. Oh, we right are under, we right under Sam we have, we have gotten so far off track that we don't even. This is the point in the NFL season when there's not a ton to talk about, so we're talking about a team that just drafted a quarterback. Oh, yeah. just trade up. So I think this is the perfect time to to log off for the day because yeah, I got I got to get to work. I'm done in Indianapolis here. We are uh, working March Madness. So we, we appreciate Isaiah McKenzie for coming on the show. I always, I always, always love talking about Buffalo Bills. We try not to make this a, a Buffalo Bills show, an NFL show, but of course we gotta show gotta show love to our favorites here. That we do. And obviously when a player shows interest in coming on, we're not gonna tell him no. And uh, he was obviously was very fun to talk to. So yes, thank you all for watching. Uh, you can follow Kurt Hamaser on Twitter at Kurt underscore oh wait no there is no underscore anymore there used to be i don't know why that just popped in my head at kurt k-u-r-t homicer h-a-u-m-e-s-s-e-r 88 on twitter all day every day pal where can they find you if you're watching this right now you already found me at j bailey nfl um jaguars mock draft coming out a little bit later today hopefully if not today then tomorrow whenever fansider decides to publish it um so you can check that out on fansider you can check out my latest steelers mock draft on sports illustrated and yeah subscribe to our youtube it's brand new so uh if you see the tweet or just go over to my twitter page i tweeted out the link so go over and subscribe to us give us a like and subscribe it helps us out a lot so yes, go subscribe to our brand new youtube channel the laces out podcast and we'll give you a bunch of uh first of all this entire episode and then we'll slice and dice it into clips on different topics that we talk about
because that's how we roll here at Laces. And hopefully, hopefully next time we won't have the technical difficulties. Um, but I just got a text from a certain draft prospect. Oh, who, don't, 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 don't release it yet. We'll, we'll don't make release it yet. All right. No. So, uh, well, there's your teaser. A certain draft prospect will be joining us next week. So yes, next week. Uh, okay. That's news to yes. me too. All right. I love it. Let's go. So we'll figure out the finite details of that. We'll tweet it out. We'll get it all set up and you can watch, um, on YouTube at the laces out podcast. Um, you can follow us on Twitter where we will retweet the stream and, uh, yeah, that will be, that will be where we are, uh, for, that, for all these that it will. We so, appreciate everybody watching. We appreciate the support. Thank we appreciate you Katie I, for saying hi yes, to Kurt. Of course. And we appreciate Isaiah McKenzie for coming on the show. Uh, until mm-hmm. next time, keep an eye on Twitter for this big announcement for this, uh, draft prospect that I'm very, very excited about. All right, you go have fun in Indianapolis at March Madness. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. Slices out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.